0: This episode of The Matt Report is brought to you by SearchWP. Find them at searchwp.com. I'm excited to bring SearchWP back because they have something new for all of us. Version 4.1 has arrived. Version 4.1 of SearchWP brings us great new features like improvements to comment data search. Significant indexer improvements like content and data that are indexed into the search are much more efficient now. Search results are even better, if you can believe it. And hold on, let me read you a line straight from searchwp.com's product update. And I quote, an update has been made to searchwp's ability to work with regular expression pattern matches that improve the way searchwp works with search strings. I don't know what it means. I just know my search results are going to get better. Make your WordPress search results better by using searchwp.com. Searchwp.com now with version 4.1 improvements still at the same great price, Search wp.com I'm excited to have a new podcast sponsor this week. Welcome MindSize to the Matt Report sponsorship family. You can find them at MindSize.com. They're a full-service digital agency with a focus on WordPress plus WooCommerce. But the fun doesn't stop there because they can help with strategy and other technologies like Shopify or Even be your white label agency solution. MindSize? Well, they do it all. And hey, if you're listening to this and you're a WordPress consultant in over your head, my God, I've been there, on a really large WooCommerce site, or you're some direct to consumer brand that managed to get through the holiday season on duct tape and a web host that said, go and ask your developer, well, now you can. You can ask MindSize. They have a fully featured audit for WooCommerce sites to analyze your web hosting infrastructure, your WordPress code, and even run reports through New Relic and tools to make data-driven decisions. Stop the guesswork. Blow your e-commerce mind with MindSize Site Performance Audit. Get it today at MindSize.com. MindSize.com. Thanks for supporting the show. There's a saying being traded around the online business building world, which goes something like this, and I quote, build in the open a sentiment that might lead you to believe that this is a method reserved only for people building products or software companies though I challenge you to disrupt the phrase and leverage it for building your brand even if you don't have a product idea yet eight years ago when I started this very podcast I had no idea what kind of opportunities it would afford me I thought I was building my business in the open but really what made the biggest impact was building who I am out in the open out in public I don't want to cliche it up and say personal branding, but I will say it sets your digital handshake, something that people can see, relate to, or not, and accept if they want to connect with you. This is exactly what Nathan Wrigley of WP Builds has been doing over the last five years with his vast array of digital goods, from a podcast to a blog to weekly deals. This is how it's done. This wasn't a master plan set in motion after reading the four-hour work Week. Man, am I dating myself here. But a process that he's refined through trial and error. It's how he met his content partner, Dave Wamsley, and how he came across another voice you'll hear in today's episode, Paul Lacey. What I really enjoyed in this conversation is that content collaboration thing, which you'll hear more about soon. It's a very powerful tool If you're trying to come up in this space, if you're trying to get your name out there, especially in the WordPress world, you'll have to tune in to find out the why's and the how's and the do's. So I'll just leave it at that. Enjoy today's episode and please share it on Twitter. If you have a moment, share the link to the blog post or a clip from your favorite podcast app. And don't forget, subscribe to my newsletter, mattreport.com slash subscribe as I have a new podcast coming soon. Can you believe it? Another podcast coming soon, soon, Okay, let's get into the episode.
1: With podcasting being one of the last authentic media types that isn't kind of currently is more difficult than others to to kind of set rot into as such compared to a lot of the other media channels out there. I think a lot of people are looking at podcasting as a business opportunity. And they will come into this with some figures in their mind, what they want out of it. And I think that they might have their priorities a little bit muddled up. And what I'm kind of alluding to in a way is that uh, the WP Builds uh, podcast and especially the This Week in WordPress podcast that we do, the live one, is an authentic podcast that is by people who are just community people within WordPress. We do have some skin in the game. We do want some kind of, we've always got our eye on opportunities that come out of these sort of things. But we did none of us went into this thinking, oh, you, you've got to make a podcast now to, to get some money or to make sales. So uh, let's what what should we podcast about? The last week in WordPress or something? Yeah, let's do that. I can see the commercial opportunities from that. We're not coming at it from that angle. But as a result of us not coming at it from that angle, we probably do have a little bit more authenticism than somewhat someone on the more the corporate end. We're definitely not as hobbyist as somebody doing a podcast about Let's say games workshop miniatures that they paint, or computer games or skateboarding podcasts or something like that. We know that we've learned that genuine business opportunities and personal life opportunities come out of doing this sort of thing. so we always have that in mind, but and we think that we've we've got something to offer to the business type of people listening today that might be coming in and thinking that this is an easy an easy industry to get into and an easy way
0: to. Nathan, what have you learned? I mean, this has been going on since 2016. You've been doing this now for, what, four and a half, five years? Yeah,
2: it, it, it is, it's its it been a really interesting journey. That One of the first things to say is when you just said five years, I honestly had no idea it was five mm-hmm. years, but you are quite right. I, I definitely didn't get into it to to make a buck. And it's quite interesting because I frequent, because I'm interested in podcasting as an industry in the same way that you are, Matt. I frequent quite a few Facebook groups and it is interesting. There's a real sort of split of people who wish to go into podcasting because clearly it's the, the new thing and everybody's talking about it and they come at it with a business head. And and you, you can detect that because very often you get comments, for example, like, well, I've put out five or 10 episodes now, how can I monetize it? And then you've got the other people who then reply to that saying, look, you've, you that's just not the way to approach it. And And I side with those people. I I got into it because I was really interested in the niche that I talk about, which in my case is WordPress, but it could be anything. I just went from the point of view of I'm enjoying this subject. I quite like the notion of talking to other people about it. And so more or less accidentally after a period of time, let, let's say it was two years, then opportunities began to pre- present themselves. And it was more or less by accident that that happened. So I'm, I am not the, the, the business minded person that w- that went into it They're firmly focused on making money out of it. But I know that, that that's possible. It just isn't my personality type. So that, that's just how the, the podcast evolved. We did 100 episodes before we, and that was a weekly episode, so basically two years before we had any thoughts on, on generating revenue, be it from advertising or sponsorship or whatever it might be. And the other partner, is that a fair title, is David Wamsley, correct? Yeah, so it's quite an interesting thing. Over the over the last five years, we've we've changed the format quite a lot of times. I mean, not lots and lots and lots of times, but multiple times. You can count it on both hands. And the reason for that is is because in, I've got I decided over many years to put different shows together to service different niches to see what's stock really, and and so. The the way the format works is at the moment I produce two pieces of regular content each week. One is with Paul, who you're listening to now, and the other one with, is with a very lovely chap who lives in India but is is English. He lives in Goa. And, and and he's David Wormsley. And so I yeah, so he's he's a co-host for the Thursday podcast, which is kind of like interviews with people in the WordPress space and chats with him. And then on a Monday, Paul and I put out this Live event where we talk about the the prior news that's happened in the in the week all about WordPress
0: is there a I even hate to, to like try to draw this comparison, but is there like a traditional media outlet or just a, an, another media brand outside of the WordPress space that you kind of look towards and say, yeah I, I wouldn't mind building a even though it's not you're not business focused, but you would say, I wouldn't mind building a business like that." And there are like people who are uh, like Stratechery, right, probably one of the most famous or notable solo content creators who does a fantastic business, doing a blog, doing a podcast, doing an email newsletter. Is there anything like that that you do sort of use as a North Star for all of this if I let's say for example
2: that I won the lottery tomorrow and I could throw money at this project, I would probably try to emulate something like Leo Laporte. I don't know if you've come across him. Mm-hmm. He runs a, a podcast network. So now it's it, it's almost like like the BBC of podcasting if you're into tech. So they do shows around internet security and Android and Google and iOS and all that kind of stuff. And, I, and But he started all by himself basically broadcasting, goodness knows, I mean, a long time ago started from his house eventually managed to get sponsorship moved up to a studio and has has got better and better and and he he would be my north star i just love the production value i love the fact that they you know they have they have regular interesting shows all about different things and i just like i like him uh, as a person I, I was actually listening to his show the other day and got quite envious of his capability of just talking sense <laughs> Endlessly, yeah. without yeah. pause, it was really mm-hmm. remarkable. I mean, it really did when i when I got to thinking about it as he was talking, I thought, you've been going on about for about ten minutes now you haven't paused you haven't said you haven't erred in any way, and I'm still listening to every word so he <laughs> he's a north star,
0: yeah, one of the challenges that I know quite well is when you're building out. A media company like this, and I'll, I'll call it a media company, it's just easier for me to digest. And sometimes I think of the Matt Report as a media company as well, even though it's one podcast or a podcast and a half, <laughs> and a YouTube channel, you know, sprinkled on top. One of the biggest challenges uh, that you, fa- I'm sure you face, and you think about that I face, that Lee, even a, fo- a gentleman like Leo Laporte has faced, is talent and finding people who want to contribute content, contribute time for this. You know greater good it's it's brand building to a degree it's a little chicken before the egg it's the marketplace mentality finding somebody like a Paul who will contribute content to this to this organization or to this brand is, is one. once a testament to your dedication right to it and the trust and the rapport that you've built up with the community so good on you for that, but I want to turn to Paul and ask him Paul, why did you make the choice or why did you feel like, you know what, I'll be, I'll contribute to this because I've talked to people before and they sort of fizzle out. Like they, they contribute a little bit of content and then they're like, "Mm, yeah, they just stop showing up. (laughs) So why did you keep doing it? And and why did you feel like, even before you talk partnership or whatever you've done so far, just showing up on the show all the time to just give back? What was that thought process like for you?
1: Well, first off, WP Builds is it's fully nathan's business really so and it is a business because it does you know help pay his bills that he needs to he needs to pay and he wouldn't be able to put so much work in if he wasn't as for me i'm not a physic you know i'm not a technical part of the business or anything like that i've got no financial interest in you know i wouldn't i told nathan whether he likes it or not, I don't ever want a penny out of any of the stuff that we do together on WP Builds. It's it's his thing, he's building it. My my agenda is a bit different and it's exactly what you said, Matt. It is brand building for me. So I, I'm lucky that I'm in a community that is very much made up of a lot of introverts, but I've got a big mouth and mm-hmm. I am interested in Everything, everything that's going on in the community, just like you are Matt, just like Nathan is and a lot of the people listening, I care about the stuff that's going on in the, the community. Uh, I, I love going to the word camps and meetups and those kind of things. And one thing I've learned is that as soon as I came into this community because I, I was I was in WordPress for a, over a decade, but I was into the community quite late. as soon as I dived in and saw what was going on and met some really nice people, I got invited on a couple of podcasts. One of the first ones that I was ever invited on was WP Builds, the main podcast after me and Nathan met at uh, WebCamp London. And I did that interview and the confidence boost from doing that was 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 fantastic. I remember just before going on, with just with Nathan and David, I had to run to the toilet and do a wee because I was so nervous. And then I went, I'll be back in a minute, guys. Run to the toilet, did a wee, came back, downed a shot of whiskey and then I was ready to... To record but yeah I mean after the the interview though the, the confidence boost was fantastic and then I got invited on a few other things and long story short is that I slowly started to see the benefits of a personal brand for myself emerging at the same time as doing something that I got a lot of personal benefit from on the confidence level because I was Not in the most confident of places when I kind of came into the WordPress community. That's why I came into the WordPress community, because I'd just come out of some business troubles and I was looking for friends, basically. And so, yeah, brand building, brand building. So for me being a co-host, it's just a fantastic platform for, for me being a spokesperson within the community and a spokesperson within my industry of web design and WordPress development.
0: Yeah, I, I, the the painting I was trying to, or that you helped me illustrate, is that there's so many people out there that, just like Nathan was saying before, they they need to build a brand, they realize it, or, you know, they've been freelancing for a year or something like that, and they stumble across a blog that says, well, you either blog, build a newsletter, do this amazing social media thing, start a podcast, become a YouTuber, like, you know, all the different content ways that you can build awareness and a lot of people, sometimes they they go into it too, uh, I guess, hyper-focused on that business mindset. Like, I'm going to start a podcast. It's going to bring me clients. How do I build it around that? Yeah. And oftentimes they overlook that podcasters love talking to other podcasters. Like, we love content. Like, if you can bring content to us that's unique from a different angle, authentic- authentically, we love that and we'll scoop it up. And it's a great way to leverage that trade it doesn't always have to be how much you're going to pay me will you use my affiliate link <laughs> you know will you read this ad it's a bit of a soapbox moment for me but i know i've had conversations with folks before and it's like yeah i'll do a video for you i'll do three videos for you how much you're going to pay me to contribute these videos and i get it but you know sometimes connection brand building on your own is going to be a lot more costly than just Joining in on the fun like Paul's doing, you know, yeah. and 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 ultimately waiting for something cool to happen. Yeah, I think the thing the thing
2: to not underestimate as well is is potentially just how diff, not difficult because it isn't difficult anymore to put a podcast out, but it does it does take work. And I'm again not trying to to illustrate that it's hard or anything like that, but I I do think for most people it would definitely be worth a punt. But my my advice would be just give it a go for a period of time. You know, set yourself a target if you're gonna start of, let's say, picking a number out of thin air, two months, eight episodes, one a week, and just see what you think about it. Because I suspect that a lot of people who get into podcasting in the same way that I could not write a novel, because I literally couldn't sit down (laughs) and put the put the effort in for an hour a day for a year or whatever it takes to write a novel. I suspect that there'll be people who fall off the wagon. But but it is such a fabulous thing if you if you like talking and you enjoy talking, or even if you you aspire to 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 be somebody that talks in front of people and are confident to do that. It's definitely worth doing. Like I said, the, the technicalities are, are no longer the obstacle. I think the the ability to keep going and the professionalism and the way that you. Create content around your podcast so that people are aware of it. That, that I think, is where the difficulty comes. And just being consistent and putting episodes out each and every week. You know, like I said, technicalities are no longer the problem. You've got companies like Castos, which I know, Matt, you, you're very keen to sort of promote because it's your your job. Make it trivially easy for me to put podcast episodes out on WordPress. I've got software that makes the actual creation of the audio file easy. But it's all the stuff around it. It's the creation of the show notes. It's the timetabling. It's making sure that you know whilst you're on the line, the room is empty and there's no noise and all of those kind of things. And then finally throwing it together, editing it. Just just be mindful of those kind of things when you start out. Just just give it a little bit of time. Think about it. Try a few episodes and see what works best for you. But I know Matt, You put loads of content out to help people do exactly that.
0: Yeah, you know the the difficulty is continuing to do it right yeah. day after day right? like sticking through I, I talked to somebody the other day that I was pre-interviewing and she was like wow congratulations you know cuz she started a podcast way back you know many years ago and just the challenge of keeping up with it and she was like wow congratulations on on continuing to do this and it's like yeah I mean I've been off and on I've been spotty I haven't been the most consistent like every single week but that is the biggest challenge in all of this is is continuing to to do that stuff. I want to just quickly before we leave the WP builds topic. Uh, I want to talk about the, the the business side of it just for a little bit longer because uh, I was looking in the Wayback Machine before we started and just saw the evolution of your podcast of your podcast website, which I'm sure you're ecstatic to hear me say. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But the the many points of monetization. I'm trying to frame this question in. In in a way that doesn't sound so promotional or marketing, but you have many points to not only help people, but give yourself the chance to monetize, which I think is something that a lot of people lack when they try to build like a brand out of content, because it's not just one thing. It's not just I'm going to start a YouTube channel and I'll just do Google ads and I'll be set. Same thing with a podcast. You're not just going to do a podcast and make ad reads the, your primary business in the beginning you have facebook groups you have newsletters you have live shows you have a deals page right you have a store they have all of this stuff did you just learn this stuff over time it was merely a question of
2: trying things out so the first thing that we did was just produce the podcast and i got happy with editing the audio and all of that kind of stuff and then like i said i i literally did 200 uh, sorry 100 episodes which took two years before there was even a hint of trying anything apart from the podcast and then I think it was a process of just sort of listening to other podcasts and seeing what they did and realizing, okay, well, it would appear that this podcast that I'm listening to, and I'm quite happy to listen to each and every week, they seem to allocate about 30 seconds before the podcast begins to reading out some sort of sponsorship message. Well, perhaps I could try that. So I tried that and then that that was okay. That seemed to work. And and then just literally going out and finding other ways of of seeing how that worked, obviously, you know, there's lots of products in the WordPress space that would like to be put in front of a WordPress audience. But for me, it was, it was, and continues to be a process of iteration. I, I don't have a sort of playbook or a a guru that or a mentor or anything like that. I'm just making it up as it goes along. I have to say that I've gone down as many blind alleys, well, more blind alleys than I have successful um, <laughs> ideas. In all honesty, and yeah. you know, you live and learn. It would have been far better to have some sort of guru i suppose who's done all this before but 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 paul was mentioning at the beginning this word authenticity i think the things which have worked best if, if you if you wanted me to just say what i think has worked best is obviously there's the podcast and the so that's the one i do on a thursday and the one i do on a monday with with paul that that's obviously the stalwart the basis of everything the facebook group was a, was a great idea i don't know if that was my idea or perhaps david's idea i can't remember but that that's been really good. And if you if your if your niche, whatever it is you're podcasting about, if you feel that people would like to talk about that outside of the podcast, then starting up a Facebook group, as we know, there is zero cost. There's just the, you know, you have to get over the fact that you're you're using Facebook. And if you can do that, that's fine. Some other things which have worked is is just having a platform which will make the repurposing of the content much more straightforward. And by repurposing I mean for example just stripping the audio out creating a youtube compatible video and then pushing it to youtube also things like you press publish on the wordpress post so that the the episode goes live and and then it's picked up by twitter all of those kind of things just save you a little bit of time they'd be they'd be my tips go out and look for for those things but starting the facebook group was very very useful
0: mm. I'm sure you're getting a lot of feedback. I'm sure you have a pulse on the WordPress community from that group. And of course, from the podcast comments, emails, discussions happening. Turn the uh, question over to Paul for a moment. Mm -hmm. Paul, coming out of 2020 and going into 2021, when you're looking at opportunity in the WordPress space with fresh eyes, fresh new year, because everything go, everything bad goes away on January 1st, right? It's like, you know, everything's gone. It's just a blank slate. Everyone feels like, hey, coronavirus is done. What is it? What does the opportunities look like for you moving into 2021 specific to WordPress or stuff that you might be looking at and saying, you know what? WordPress is just this tool now. <laughs> I am going to dedicate uh, a portion of my life and attention to something else. Is there anything like that in your life?
1: there's there's a lot in what you just said there actually just just to look historically at the three of us actually right here when you look at opportunities moving forward to 2021 all three of us have acquired paid contracts or jobs as a result of being content creators or content contributors you know matt you know pageley castos nathan the WPNUp up charity and the the summits that you've done and in my case it would be working with Beaver Builder as a client who I still work with now and GeneratePress as a client as well and some other WordPress brands those opportunities simply wouldn't have happened had I not you know or, or the three of us had not done what we've done without necessarily having an amazing plan behind it so moving into 2021 I would say that I'm doubling down in 2021 on being a loudmouth, authentic voice within the WordPress and web design community. That is my that is my main plan for 2021. If you looked at my business plan, that's basically all it says. It says, don't work too hard, enjoy yourself and be an authentic voice in WordPress, meet people and do that kind of thing. Now, we're all locked down for another however long, I know, I'm not sure if you are, Matt, but here in the UK, we're locked down till probably March at the very least. And I absolutely love the opportunity to go on a panel and meet people who I've sometimes met in real life, and sometimes I haven't met them in real life. And they become friends. And I know that when I meet some of these people who, uh, let's say I met you, Matt, at a web camp USA or something in a year's time, we already know each other, you know, we'll be able to you know, hang out and have a good time and stuff like that. That's been therapeutic in a really car crash 2020 to actually still have a social, social, I don't want to say network, but, you know, a social kind of group of people interested to still talk to when a lot of people can't. Okay, so I'm doubling down on that. I'm making the most of the social aspect of it and I'm going to make the most of the brand building aspect out of it, but not in a disingenuous way. It's just what I enjoy doing. When when you talk about I think you mentioned there, you know, what do we think about WordPress and stuff like that and probably segueing into a slightly different conversation here, I imagine, because thankfully the fact that WordPress has you know automatic is taking WordPress in a particular direction, or so it seems anyway, gives us a ton of stuff to talk about. And it's I think there is like a now a bit of a separation between the community and WordPress the the software and the 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 masters of wordpress at automatic all being so in sync but it gives us a lot of stuff to talk about and it gives a lot a lot of things for people to be concerned about if they have any stake in wordpress whatsoever whether they're an agency or a plugin creator or a theme creator or anything like that there's a ton of stuff to talk about at the moment and you can get quite emotional about it as well and that is one of the things if you're worried about stuff you can get yourself on a platform or create your own platform and start mouthing off about this stuff and get a reaction, just like you did, Matt, on your video last week, where Matt Mullenweg is directly talking to you in the next week or so, probably, whenever the diaries uh, figure themselves out. What, a, what an amazing opportunity! What an amazing situation to be able to create that kind of opportunity just by being a spokesperson and speaking on behalf of other people and being concerned
0: for other people and having that as a hobby as well. Nathan, what about you? Opportunities either WordPress otherwise maybe for the WP Builds brand that you're squarely aimed
2: at? It's really interesting this coming year. I think that the last year has been a really difficult year. I don't see the shape of what I'm doing changing dramatically. I see I see getting more into this whole news thing that I'm doing with Paul more and more, largely because the WordPress community, as illustrated by the video you made the other day, I spell it WordPress now. Or I think that was it. There's just so much literally going on in the community. There's lots for us to talk about. And hopefully, you know, where there's where there's discussion, there'll be an audience. So I will be continuing to carry on with the podcast, doing interviews, hopefully finding some new voices, people who've as yet had their product uh, sort of sl- slightly undiscovered. I like to do that. I like to chat to new people and get them get get them in front of a wordpress audience so that their product can be more well known shall we say but yeah keep going with the news and and i think f- for this coming year i always having ambitions to do and I, i've always had ambitions to do more sort of demo videos but i don't expect that'll happen just because history shows that when i sit down to do a demo video i end up watching netflix so the the other thing is i'm i'm kind of having a little bit of a pivot it towards working inside of the podcast industry as well probably i don't know if we want to go into that but i'm i'm um i'm hopeful that just podcasting nothing to do with wordpress but just being inside of the podcast industry might be some direction that i've got for this year as well because i see that as a really interesting thing in much the same way that i started wp builds because i was interested in wordpress i'm keen to get into podcasting Niches because I'm keen on podcasts and there's just so much happening in podcasts at the minute that I'm really intrigued by what's going on.
0: Yeah, I, I do want to talk about that. One thing I, I do want to mention, or I, I what I've uncovered over the last year, and and you know, rightfully thanks to the folks like you, Nathan uh, and you, Paul for hosting. Say, there's so many WordPress podcasts out there, which is hilarious to say, right? Because when you look at WordPress popularity from a global scale, of like who actually cares about WordPress besides the three of us in this room right now <laughs> and maybe the people listening. It is a flea on an elephant's ass, right? That's the size of the people <laughs> who care about WordPress in the, on Earth. And there's so many podcasts, which is great. And it shows, it's a testament to the passionate niche that we have here at, in the WordPress space. And over the last year, I've seen a, a lot of new faces pop up in the WordPress community, which is fantastic, right? Folks that have appeared on your show, people who are now speaking at uh, the conferences like Wordfest, tons of great opportunity for for new people, and in parallel, like seeing a lot of people who have left—I I say left—I've got air quotes up in the air right now—but people who have left the WordPress community onto other, you know, other content management systems, other coding frameworks. I've been big into no code lately and just exploring and seeing that same excitement that 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 people are people are exploring with no code and seeing that excitement was the same excitement that I felt and witnessed in the WordPress space a decade ago when you were able to put something together with advanced custom fields and a new theme pre page builders, like that excitement of power to code something without code. Mm. It's it's kind of just reenergizing to to kind of look at that space. Do you see any parallels, or from either of you that have explored over the last year a new tool, a new connection around WordPress, or have you explored the no code space at all? Like, where have you seen new excitement in your respective worlds for technology?
2: Paul, Paul do you mind if I do this one first? Yeah, go. Yeah so it's, it's not because I've got an answer to the question it's actually just a an observation that I've made about your content Matt I think you you unlike me and I don't quite know how you do it I'm I've got this WordPress podcast and so I'm I'm really focused on WordPress but sometimes the, like you said the elephant and the flea Sometimes I feel that it would be nice to be in a in a niche that was slightly bigger than the flea, perhaps mm-hmm. a toad or a or a I don't know a pangolin, something a bit bigger, shall we say? And and so I, I'm always constantly surprised how you can do that, how you can get into talking about other things that aren't, as I see it, what 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 I would expect you to be talking about. And I always perk my ears up and listen more intently when you go in air quotes off message. And I would really like to be able to do that. I don't think I've I've got the the guts to do it just yet. But yeah, so anyway, kudos to you for having a podcast, The Map Report, which is not constrained by one particular topic. I, I think with hindsight, that would have been something that I would have endeavored to do at the beginning. Sorry, again, didn't answer the question. I'll now hand <laughs> the fine. question over to Paul so that he can answer it.
1: Yeah, I probably won't as well. But first of all, what's this elephant and flea business? As far as I'm concerned, 39.5% of the entire planet tune into both of our podcasts. (laughs) That's that's what we're led to believe, isn't it? They all care about WordPress. Yeah, Yeah, of course. So I think your stats are just wrong there. But I think what I'd say about WordPress and and publishing about WordPress, because I mean, Matt, you've been doing this for a lot longer than we have. You know, you can find videos of you talking about WordPress where you you're still barely into puberty, pretty much, <laughs> and and what, I think what we can say is that the age of innocence of WordPress, where we where we almost blindly just were so excited about every aspect, and we almost had no worries in the world. I feel like either I've either I'm at the end of a generation of people, or things have changed, and that there's. A little bit more of an agenda from the top uh, and i don't want to accuse automatic in that way i'm not i'm not saying it like that but i feel that if you that you say the word wordpress and you take that word and you put it five years ago you're definitely talking about the community and the software is is coming into that as well and i think now uh the conversation is a little bit more multi multi-faceted in that way and i think that's why we, you know, on, on shows like even like the This Week in WordPress, we're not just talking about, oh, there's this new cool plugin and it allows you to do that and check out this new page builder because we probably were doing that a lot more about a year ago. But now we're, we're looking at the articles and we can see that people have got a lot more at stake who are still in you know, are still in the WordPress community now, you know, there's a lot of at stake for people at the moment. And I think this conversation is a bit more serious than it used to be, which is difficult for us because we like to joke around a lot on our show and go off the, you know, go go down all sorts of sidetracks and stuff and have a bit of fun. But there are some, you know, serious things that sometimes need communicating and, and talking about and sharing opinions. And, I think I think that's what I'd say that the it's changed and I I can see the change in your show Matt I can see the, the change in the way you look at things and your perspective on things and our perspectives has changed as well and we see the change in the whole community as well.
2: Mm. Can no. I so, oh, sorry sorry no go ahead Nathan. okay so I'm going to try and answer that question a bit from my perspective now and that is just to say that I think one of the nice things about doing a podcast like this. If I was to turn the clock back 20 years, I was the kind of person, and I think this is an age thing. I really do think this is firmly rooted in my my age. I was really keen to just explore everything. You know, I, I consumed books. I consumed, you know, how-to tutorials. I would try every single thing that I could lay my hands on. And I allocated time for that in my week. I don't quite know how I did it, but I did it. Whereas now that I'm a little bit older, I seem to be a little bit more uh, crusty around the edges, shall we say. And I, I, I experiment less with things. And so I don't really have a crystal ball to gaze in. But one of the things that I like about doing the podcast, in a sense, is that I can v- sort of, what's the word? I don't know what the word is, but I can, vicariously, that's it. Mm-hmm. I can vicariously figure out what's going on just by talking to people who are making these things, so in other words, I can ask them the questions directly, how does it work? What does it do? What does it look like? How much does it cost, and so on and And I can find out about what what is trending and all of those kind of things. So I would say that listening to a podcast in your own niche if that's the if that's the content that they're creating, which we attempt to do. That's kind of a a way to short circuit needing to stare into a crystal ball. You can go directly to people who are interested, creative, made their own stuff and so on via podcasts like like WP Builds and, and figure it out if you have gray hair like me.
0: I think the the phrase you were trying, or the word you were trying to look for before, is not old, not crusty, not time. It's kids. It's children. That's they what it is. Suck the life out of you. There's a <laughs> there's a Marvel villain, you know, sucking the energy out of Earth uh, from space. That's exactly what that feeling is like. Time to learn something new. I don't think so. There's nope. oatmeal all over three children's faces, and I got to go clean it. Hit the nail yeah, on yeah, the head there. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, I love him. I love him, though. Obviously. Yeah, oh, kids, yeah,
0: love of you. Course. If you listen. Yeah. <laughs> if listen to this. And, yeah. uh, I, I really feel that the, the the reason why I'm able to balance it to a degree, thank you for the compliments, is that a lot of this stuff comes from, a lot of the excitement around WordPress comes from its ability or the ability it had at one point of my life it, to empower me to build something online that I couldn't do because I I just didn't have the attention span to become a developer. And I first witnessed this with Drupal, which was my first content management system that I ever got into. Me too. And views and CCK, still a phenomenal piece of coding technology yeah. that em- empowered me to make a query in a database and display it. And I was like, oh my God, the endless opportunity I have with this. And Why I started is there no around?
2: views for, yeah. for, for WordPress out of the box? That would have been so handy.
0: Yeah. So and then now seeing what people are doing with no code and that same kind of that same kind of feeling is is what allows me to, to bounce around with it. WordPress is also, and we've seen this with other successful companies in the WordPress space, which I felt like I, I didn't like saying back in the day, but now I'm much more comfortable with it. It's a great springboard into another market. So it could springboard, well, let's say a developer to learn how to code, which is one of the things I really love about WordPress is you can learn how to code. You can learn the fundamentals of quote unquote web technology and then, you know, leave. You could go on to another technology. Same thing with the application itself. I see a lot of people move on to these no code tools and other softwares and they get their feet wet. And businesses, they build a, a business, they build an audience. OptinMonster is a fantastic Mm. a fantastic uh, example where it's like, hey, we start off as a plugin and then we create this SaaS application, which dominates from a business perspective. You're going in that same direction, right? With your passion for podcasting, right? You, you've you built a little bit of a, I don't want to say a little bit, you built a, an audience, a, a following, a brand, and you're working on a tool that, still touches on one of the things you're most passionate about, which is podcasting. You've been hinting at it. I've been dodging that bullet this whole conversation, but (laughs) go ahead and and tell us what you're working on and and maybe where you're at with it. Okay. Yeah. So this is the first time I've really
2: spoken about this outside of, well, I've had a conversation with you, Matt, and I've had several conversations with Paul. I, I got to the point where there were so many things inhibiting me creating the podcast i like to create show notes when i put a podcast episode together so i have a booking system and if you book onto my podcast the thing i do at the exact moment that i accept your booking is to create some show notes and and I was having to combine multiple apps in order to make this happen. So, for example, I've got a booking system. I've got I've got using Google Docs for show notes. Then I've got v- various other bits and pieces that need to be tied together to keep you informed about when the episode is going live. Are you going to make it on time? Because I've had lots of no shows just because my communication wasn't very good. So I decided that I would uh, I would launch a SaaS app called podcast <laughs> As one does. Yeah, just like that. It's called Podcaster Plus. And so at the moment we're we're in very much kind of alpha stage where it's kind of more of a proof of concept than, than anything else. But the intention of this is to is to firmly put my feet in the podcasting space. So it doesn't do recording. It just enables you to communicate with guests, share show notes. It's got like a little Facebook messenger type thing built in. It enables you to automate all the notifications that go to people. So for example, if somebody signs onto a podcast, it will tell them a week or two weeks, whatever you want to set up before, after you record it and so on, any any information that you want to get to them. And essentially the whole process is just to make you look a little bit more professional and ease the process, not just for you, but for your guests, because believe it or not, there are some people out there for whom podcasting, as Paul demonstrated earlier, it's it, it's fraught with anxiety. And so if you can if you can just sort of coax them through it and alleviate their fears, give them some information in advance. So it does all of that for you. And the intention is that it just makes the whole endeavor of booking podcasts, creating podcasts with interviews and so on a whole lot easier.
0: Coming soon, spring 2021 or? Goodness knows.
2: It's one of those things. It really does sum me up beautifully. I I had it in exactly the same state it's in now about three to four months ago. And then, you know, kind of COVID and lockdowns and all that kind of happened. And I took my foot off the pedal. And then I was supposed to put my foot firmly back on the pedal after New Year began. And then we went into lockdown in the UK again. So suddenly I'm homeschooling my kids again. So yeah. yes, ASAP. <laughs> but if you if you want to look at it, am I allowed to mention a URL? Is that 100%, okay? yeah. Oh, good. Okay. So it's podcaster.plus. If you go to podcaster.plus, you'll probably find a bit of lorem because I haven't quite <laughs> pulled my finger out, but you'll get the intention. You'll get the idea of, of what it is. So if you want to go into podcasting, this may be a tool in your arsenal if you want to do interviews and make it a bit easier. Gracious. That was, was full on sales pitch. I'm really well, sorry. Listen,
0: well, welcome to the world of owning a piece of software. <laughs> you, you'll, you'll have to be doing this more often. Paul, do you sit on the sidelines and, and cheer Nathan on? Have you pushed him to, to get this product out the door?
1: No, I haven't really put any pressure on Nathan at all in that in that sense. I did help design the product and 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 that kind of thing and and Nathan is the kind of person that talks to the people close to him when he's got an idea to validate it so some people validate things with a landing page and a mailing list, and some people validate things by talking to people they trust and I know he's talked to you about it before as well so no i've not I've not really pushed Nathan or anything although. I, because we actually used the saAS app completely for the for the podcasts that Nathan does on WP builds we've got a really good feel of what works with it and what doesn't work with it <laughs> what in <doesn't>? terms of <laughs> yeah well I think you know we we've had to really really rigorously test this and from a technical point of view when you know when it was kind of finished as an alpha it all technically worked and everything but we can see. The difference between you know a technical solution and how humans work and i think that that is the in my mind the the success or failure of a SaaS app how it understands that humans use this technology and i think that you know when myself and nathan have talked about it that that's probably and he'll he'll have to tell you about this but he's pro- probably i imagine his next steps will be along the lines of looking at it you know what is the next step for this software is it market ready if it's not what can we do and at what stages? So I think you know, as much as we've had this whole beer mat or you know beer coaster uh, plan with almost all of the kind of media things that we've done, the, the SaaS app Podcaster Plus probably does need a bit more of a strategy behind it. And yeah, we talk about it. Myself and Nathan talk about it and and I give my opinion and he listens and and I think it would help move things it forward. Just, yeah. yeah,
2: he's been he <laughs> Paul has been enormously helpful. I'm
1: just at that crisis
2: point where I realize that if I if I go one more step, I'm suddenly going to have to go a hundred more steps. There isn't one step. Yeah. There's a, there's if I do one, then I'm suddenly thrust into doing more. And if I sit where I am right now with lockdown, with homeschooling and all of that, then I can I can sort of insulate myself against that but if i take one more step i'm suddenly going to be in the in the era of answering support questions worrying about you know what people think of it and trying to finesse it and all of that so that's that's kind of why it hasn't gone but yeah with with the help of people like paul it's it's got to the point where it's i think it's i think it's alpha i think it's minimum viable product stage if anybody's listening to this that would like to check it out please go to the the website and fill in the contact form let me know or indeed just sign up <laughs>
0: <laughs> Absolutely, yeah no, it's this amazing to see your ability to to imagine something like that because that's you know step one and then step two, putting this putting it the pieces of the puzzle together just to get it to the point where it's at, I know is a is a monumental effort. so well, do, do you know what? The,
2: the interesting thing is that I think has all been very much in in my wheelhouse because we've had we've had assistance from on the the website front from paul on the the development side from a lovely chap in the uk called chris and and so i haven't really gone outside of the wheelhouse yet and like i say this next one step will firmly like boot me out of there and so i've got to i've got to get to the point where i'm comfortable doing that i need to i need to probably go and seek some counseling and uh, get it all under control
1: It definitely won't be going on AppSumo for a lifetime deal though. So we've, you know, you look at all the different options when, you know, in this whole SaaS market, which I know Matt, you're very interested in these days and you can see that it's it's an easy market to enter, but it's got to be one of the hardest to succeed in. So whenever you get to your alpha in any software that someone's created, your next step is where you go from being a kind of, you know, inventor with kind of big hair everywhere and explosions going off in your lab to needing to put a business person's hat on. And I think that's, you've got to take time to consider that, get the Mm. best advice you can and take all kind of, you know, there's there's stuff at stake at that point. If you put money and time in it and to to that level, you've really got to give the next step some, some, some serious respect. And I think that that's what a lot of, SaaS uh, businesses probably struggle with a lot. The whole no-code is a lot of SaaS-based stuff, and uh, yeah, I don't. It's a it's a difficult one going into twenty twenty-one.
0: Well, let's not scare Nathan off. I want to see this uh. thing succeed, <laughs> <laughs> gentlemen. It's been a fantastic conversation. I'm happy to get in a room and talk with both of you. I'm sure the folks listening are going to appreciate this conversation, you know, as well. Nathan, where can folks find you to say thanks? Well, I'm not at any point going to be
2: leaving my house for the next <laughs> for the next eight weeks. So if you know where I live, <laughs> well, come please over don't give me here. the address. Although you'll have to stand in the garden. No, wpbuilds.com is probably the best place. And also podcaster.plus, which is actually a URL, believe it or not.
0: And Paul?
1: Same. Really head to WP Builds and try and join us on the uh, This Week in WordPress show that we do every week live. And uh, everyone's welcome to join that conversation. We have a really active, you know, people commenting while we're we're doing the show. And we're also, also always looking for interesting panelists as well. And the other place you'll find me is on Twitter, where you can find me at WP underscore Paul
0: Lacey. The WP. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Everybody (laughs) else. It's The Matt Report. You can find us at themattreport.com, mattreport.com slash subscribe to join that mailing list. All right. We'll see you in the next episode.